What's up, everybody? Welcome back, Red Zone Sports Week 11 for college football. Hopefully, you guys all had a great weekend. Uh, I called it that I was uh, planning to bounce back last week, and I did. So, I uh, had a pretty good weekend. Uh, the night slate was actually a little bit better than the uh, early morning slate. Um, you know, I think we were on a lot of the right plays with Oklahoma State. Uh, Alan Bowman, Ollie Gordon, those guys absolutely uh, had a great night. And then, yeah, Dylan Johnson at night for Washington and the Huskies. That was the absolute nuts. If you had that uh, with one of the big quarterbacks with Milrow or Daniels, uh, you were very much in play. So hopefully that was kind of what you were on. I know we didn't really cover that slate or did not cover that slate last week. Uh, we usually cover the early slates only, but wanted to touch on that. Um we have week 11 here, a lot of really good games, I think, on this early slate here on DraftKings. I think a lot of competitive games we can expect. There's a few games that I think we can very clearly target, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and rock and roll and get to it. Before we do, please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button or subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, like always, helps us a ton. Uh, helps with that uh, amazing algorithm that YouTube and everything else has put into place. Um, really appreciate it. So thank you all. Uh, cool. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. 12-game slate here on Saturday. We have Georgia Tech going to Clemson, uh, where the Tigers are bouncing back. Uh, Dabo and the boys, minus 14 and a half at home after that big win last week. We have Texas Tech and Kansas. Uh, we have three and a half point favorite to Kansas at home, who is now highly ranked uh, at 16, I believe, for them. 16 and a half total in that game. Definitely some interest there. Alabama goes to Kentucky, where they're at a 10, they are a 10 and a half point road favorite. Can't talk this morning. Uh, Michigan, Penn State, going to be a fantastic game. Michigan is a five and a half point road favorite. Not necessarily for DFS purposes though being both defenses are pretty much top five in the country. Uh, Tulsa and Tulane, where Tulane is a two and a half, 22 and a half point favorites at home. Arizona and Colorado, uh, the Cats are a 10 and a half point road favorite, 55 total in that one. The U goes to Florida State and tries to salvage their season a little bit, where the Seminoles are a two touchdown favorite at home. Oklahoma State goes to UCF, uh, minus two for the road uh, Oklahoma State and UCF, uh, let's see, 64 and a half total in that one. Pretty massive game there. Utah goes to Washington, uh, where the Huskies are a nine and a half point home favorite. Tennessee and Mizzou, uh, one point favorite to the Vols on the road. We have Minnesota and Purdue. Purdue is a one point uh, home favorite. And then Washington State and Cal. Cal is a one and a half point home favorite. So like I mentioned, guys, a lot of very close games. I think there's three games on here where it's double digit spread. Um, and those are both, let's see, one for sure. Um, let me just make sure I get this correct. Yeah. So both or all the games pretty much that are ma major spreads uh, for the most part. You've got Clemson, Georgia Tech, Alabama, Kentucky, and M Miami, Florida State. Those are all big rivalry games. So we always talk about it kind of in rivalry season. Things tend to get a little bit weird. Teams play above their uh, – they punch above their weight, so to speak. Um, we see it all the time as that – you know, a team like Miami I just mentioned, you know, their season has not gone the way that they hoped and how it started out. They could salvage their season majorly in, uh, in a major way on Saturday by upsetting Florida State here. 
make no bones about it. If they knock Florida State off and not come out of the playoff, that will be a gigantic win for Miami for recruiting. That's something they will hold on to all season and kind of build off of heading into next year. So I think it's just something to keep in mind as we enter, uh, you know, rivalry weeks coming up. So jumping into the slate. um, So I think there's some pretty interesting thoughts on this from my perspective. I think when you look at it, there's obviously a lot of very good quarterbacks on the slate. Look, you got Penix, you've got Jordan Travis, you've got Shador, who has not been great lately, but obviously still a very uh, amazing talent. Milro, who nuked last week. You've got King, who's been good. I'll be honest, guys, how I sit right here and now, I'm not playing a quarterback over 8,500 this week. Um, I think all these guys are fantastic. All of these guys could absolutely break the slate. Uh, But for me, I think they're all pretty freaking tough matchups. The only one who is not necessarily in a like brutal matchup, I would say, is Travis and Sanders. Um, but Travis, his weapons are all hurt. We'll see who plays this week for him if Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson are back. And the Shador has just not been good, man. He is, uh, let's see. Um, Shador, last couple games. Yeah, man. I mean, he is throwing for 245 and 217, two and one touchdown, 13 and 10 DraftKings points. That ain't going to get it done at 9,200. So, yeah, I think Arizona's a little bit better of a matchup, but Arizona's been freaking good. So I don't love that spot for them. Um, again, Travis, he's fantastic, uh, but Miami is going to bring it. Miami has a pass rush. The best part about that Miami team is their defense, not their offense. So we'll see what happens. I still expect Florida State to get that get the job done on Saturday, but I just don't know if it's going to be kind of like upside, you know, or, you know, ceiling potential here. Penix, yes, great spot, or not great spot, I'm sorry, great team, great offense. Utah's tough, dude. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, Utah is a good freaking football team um, with one of the best coaches in the country. I expect them to be ready to roll here. Uh, so I'm not going to Penix. I'm not playing, you know, Travis, I don't think. He's the only one up here I would consider. Sanders, no. McCarthy, no. Milrow, maybe, but I think he's going to be extremely high uh, owned after that nuclear spot. And I know Kentucky's not great, but they're not LSU. Their defense is better than that. So I'm not expecting Milrow to have another, you know, 50 point game. 9K is a lot. So moving on down, kind of starting with my player pool here. I think it starts with Cam Ward. Uh, he gets the Cal defense, who's been okay, but we've seen some shootouts lately with Cal. I think it's very possible that this one could. Um, get going a little bit. I know he had a dud last week, Ward against Stanford. Guys, Stanford's a little bit sneaky. They are playing a lot better than they did the first couple of games this year. I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, I think this is a good bounce back spot for Ward. Um, you know, I, that's what I'll say. He's not my favorite quarterback on the slate, but that's where I'm starting. I think my player pool this week going down. I think it begins as far as my core with Michael Pratt with Tulane. He's in a fantastic matchup here. He's 8,200. He's got clear stacking options at home. I think Pratt is where it begins. Then going down from there, um, I, I think you got to consider – I would like to consider Van Dyke, but he's been so freaking bad. But we've seen spike weeks from him, 36 points, 31 points. I just think Florida State's defense is a little bit better than what you would expect, but the price is cheaper 
if you're going to roll the dice on someone who's going to be like 1% owned, I think it is Van Dyke because he does have a few receiving options that are legit. The total's a little bit higher than I thought. Maybe that game goes off. You, you never know. But I think Van Dyke, maybe in a one-shot huge GPP, can consider. Um, but in terms of another core play that I really like this week, it's John Reese Plumley. like every week. Um, you know, he's been really good uh, for the most part, even since returning from that injury. I know the last week he didn't really get there for a lot of people, which is why I kind of like him. I'm hoping some folks are off of this. Um Let's just be honest, Oklahoma State plays in some wild-ass games. I really like the spot. I think UCF at home, I think, is a really good spot for John Reese. So he's definitely one of my core plays this week. I think Baron Morton, if you go down to 7,100, becomes another guy that I have some interest in. Um, He's 7,100. He gets a Kansas team that usually plays in shootouts uh, or at least gives up some points as well. Uh, I'm not playing Jason Bean, if you're asking. I like the other side of that game. I'm hoping that Texas Tech is trailing a little bit. And Morton looked really good last week. Alan Bowman for Oklahoma State. I'm just going to keep playing this guy. Like, they're just not raising his price enough. 23, 19, 16, 24. I mean, he should be up there above Van Dyke. He should be up there above, uh, let's see, Morton, Drew Aller, Cade Klubnick. Like, come on, man. Like, these guys have been absolutely terrible. Um so I'm just going to keep playing Alan Bowman. Like he's been, that offense has been absolutely rolling. I know he didn't have the touchdowns last week, which is what kind of, you know, hurt some lineups, but one or two plays goes differently there. And all of a sudden you're in major business. So Bowman, um, the other guy that I think, again, is just way too cheap. And I am going to be probably my favorite quarterback of the week is Noah Fafita. Look, he's been really good for Arizona. 22, 37. Yeah. A few down weeks, you know, 16 and 19. But back up to 26 against a very good UCLA defense. This kid's absolutely rolling. Took over the starting quarterback job. He has not let it go and is not going to let it go. And now he gets a Colorado uh, defense on the horizon. So, yeah, I'm going to be playing some Fafita for sure. And then, you know, I don't really know what to make of this. Some people will mention him. But if you wanted to go dual double cheap, I think Fernando Mendoza has some upside. I think you can kind of wash last week. Oregon might be one of the best not Mike Oregon's one of the best teams in the country with one of the best defenses. Uh, but I think you've seen upside, you know, somewhere in between uh, how bad USC's defense is and everybody else. I think you could get 20 points out of Mendoza this week at six K from your quarterback. I think that's very much in play and doable. So I think that's definitely something you can consider um, this week. So Moving kind of on here, uh, just going through my player pool. I'm not going to run through all the players on the DraftKings or like sharing the sheet here, but I think if you're looking at it, I think it starts Ollie Gordon, of course. Um, the kid's just been unbelievable. Uh, honestly, he should be in consideration uh, for the Heisman Trophy for what he's doing. Um, the whole team revolves around him. He's touching the ball 30 times a game. And he's absolutely dominating. Uh, and Oklahoma State is very much alive, potentially in the Big 12, because of him and his like resurgence. So, Ollie Gordon, in my opinion, he's probably the safest and best play on the slate. I think it's someone, I don't know. I think it's just somebody lock button in your lineups for the most part. Taj Brooks, 7,700, has been very good for Texas Tech. I think you can consider him and Jaden Ott for Cal at 7,500. Um, all three of those guys, in terms of like, the most expensive running backs on the slate are very much in play. I'm not playing uh, Ray Davis or Blake Corum this week. I just think the matchups are too tough. 
I think some people are going to go to Dylan Johnson. That's fine, but I think he's too expensive for a guy who had just a major spike week, and I don't feel like chasing that in this matchup versus Utah. Uh, Devin Neal for Kansas, 7,100, absolutely fine there. R.J. Harvey and Will Shipley, I think. Well, let's go R.J. Harvey of the 6,700. I think he's a very good play, as always. He's been really good this season for them, very consistent. If you're dropping down kind of below that into the, like that next tier, I think it's Will Shipley at 5,900. Obviously, monitor that news. He, ha- he was out last week with a concussion, but they're expecting him to play this week. Uh, Maki Hughes for Tulane, 5,800. Absolute bell cow for those guys. Uh, Jaquindon Jackson, we got to wait and see if he's going to play. I hate injury news with Utah because we'll probably find out about two minutes before the game if he's playing or not. But at 5,500, I think if Utah has any shot at winning this game, they've got to be able to run the ball, which means it's a Jaquindon Jackson game. Uh, Glover has just not been very good for them. So it's Jackson or bust for me for Utah. Jalen Wright for Tennessee. I know he's not getting the same kind of volume as some of these other guys, but the dude is absolutely producing. Um, I think, what is it, his last couple games? Let me just pull it up here. I mean, the guy's gone for 22, 22, uh, 13, 16, 21. For 5,400, yeah, man, like he's getting, you know, 12 to 13 touches a game. You would like to see that go up to like 16, 17, and you're very much in business. But yeah, dude, I think you can very much consider Jalen right this week. And then the one pay down guy that I don't know why he's down here, he is come back from injury and he's back to being the lead back for Arizona. And that's Jonah Coleman at 4,300. Um, he is back to being their bell cow. Yeah, he's rotating a little bit with Wiley, but like for the most part, I mean, Wiley, the last three games, four carries, 2-2, two, two, and then Coleman is 17-11-11-22. Like, it's Jonah Coleman is the lead back in that in, uh, for that team, and he's priced below Wiley, 4,300. Uh, once again, playing a Colorado defense, I'm going to be playing Jonah Coleman all over the place on Saturday. So that's kind of my running back pool. Going to receivers real quick. Uh, it's the Arizona guys, Cowling and McMillan. Uh, if you're playing Fafita like I am, Keon Coleman, if you want to go the uh, Jordan Travis route, 6,600 for Florida State, way too cheap. Coleman usually comes alive in these games where they're really competitive uh, and big games. I like to think he's going to do it again. Um, I think Travis Hunter at 6,400 for Colorado is a really good price value on the slate here, uh, especially if you're playing Colorado Stacks. Uh, or I'm sorry, Arizona Stacks. He's a clear bring back in my opinion, but either of those guys are very much in play if you're going to do it. Uh, I just like Travis Hunter. I think Roman Wilson's a really sneaky play for Michigan uh, this week. Again, I know Penn State is an awesome defense. That game's going to be really competitive. But let's be honest, Michigan's going to take their shots. Uh, I know Michigan wants to run the ball, but they're going to have to hit some plays over the top and through the passing game if they want to win this one. Um, And I think Roman Wilson is their main guy. I think at 6,100, he has an opportunity Maybe not to go quite Marvin Harrison from a few weeks back, but I think he, that's their guy. So it's going to be him or nothing for Michigan. So I like the spot a little bit. Javon Baker, UCF, 5,900. Uh, I think Lincoln Victor and Kyle Williams for Washington State are very much in play. Miles Price for Tech, 5,700. Jeremiah Hunter for Cal, 55. I think some really good plays. Uh if you're going to stack a two-lane guy, I prefer Jackson here at 5,200, just price per dollar or uh, for the price point. I think he gives you kind of the same upside as Keys for almost a thousand less. So that's who I'm going to be playing. 
I think Jacoby George from Miami is fine at 5,100. Um, you know, Rashad Owens for, for Oklahoma State, 5,100. Theo Weiss from Mizzou, 5,100. We'll see, wait and see the news on Luther Burden, who's questionable Saturday. That would be huge news for Missouri. Um, Dion Burks for Purdue, I think, is okay at 5K. Um, Eric Singleton for Georgia Tech, 4,700. Uh, the guy just continues to produce and they just raise his price like $100 each week when he should probably be like 5500 6K at this point. Um, so uh, again, I'm just going to keep playing Eric Singleton Jr. Ramel Keaton for Tennessee, I think 4700 is definitely fine. Tennessee is going to take some shots over the top. And if he can hit one or two of those bad boys, uh, you're in play here for Tennessee Mizzou game. Um, and then Xavier White, I think, is my favorite pay down for Texas Tech at 3,900 on DraftKings. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of my, my, my core player pool this week, as always, in, on, on Twitter or in the comments section here on YouTube. And uh, I will go ahead and drop in uh, new guys I'm moving further onto and away from as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, as news changes, guys are ruled out, all that kind of fun stuff. So but this is kind of my player pool out of, as of, you know, mid to late week. And uh, we'll see what changes. But kind of recapping on it again, my favorite stacks and teams and quarterbacks this week, it goes Michael Pratt, Tulane, John Reese Plumley for UCF, Baron Morton for Texas Tech, Alan Bowman, Oklahoma State, and Noah Fafita for Arizona. Those are my five that I'm kind of running with this week. And I think I'm kind of making this core plays. And I'll probably have some splashes of Jordan Travis, uh, probably not Milrow, um, Cam Ward, and maybe Mendoza. So that's kind of where I'm at. Good luck, everybody. Again, please hit that thumbs up. Please hit subscribe. Until next time, good luck. Let's win some money.